WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, January 17th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, streaming live for your view, uh, video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. On social media, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzelin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. It's got to be the coldest show of the year, by the way. <laughs> 17 degrees? 15, Woo! something like that? It's in the teens. It's in the teens. Wow. Dawn, good morning. How are you? I'm warming up. My God, I can't wait till we hit. Th- are we gonna hit? Are we gonna hit thirty today? No. Okay. Great. We are not. Gregory, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold. It is. It's too cold. Yeah. Uh, I just. Yeah. I wanted to crawl into the fetal position this morning oh. and go back to bed. Shoveling my driveway yesterday. It was just. It was all ice. Yeah. I. I broke my ice shovel. Like. <laughs> broke. You yeah. broke the shovel. I broke the shovel. <laughs> my poor wife has to because you know we leave it in ungodly time. If I was a good husband, I would get up at three instead of four and go out and shovel for my family. Right. Uh, but I don't do that. Um, <laughs> so my poor wife had to kind of shovel to get my son off to school yesterday. Okay. She's like, go out there and finish shuffling. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right right away. Yep. Yes, dear. Yep. We got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. Tony Bruno will join us live from Florida at 8.30 this Where it's morning. not icy cold. No, he's going to be cold. Well, it's 57 I degrees, know. Nick Kale. He's, he's going to rub it in. I had to wear my uh, skull cap today. They were saying <laughs> on the um, when the Eagles uh, played the Bucks uh, Monday night that it was 67 degrees in yeah. Tampa. Beautiful. So, yeah. Boy, what I wouldn't do for 67. <laughs> We got so many good things to delve into this morning. Um, A big take on Donald Trump following a wild headline and a wild story from NBC News that I think a lot of people might have missed from Sunday into Monday because of the holiday plus the weather. Uh, Also, Donald Trump, Vivek Ramaswamy together on stage in New Hampshire. We will get to that from last night. We've got the measles. Uh oh. Yeah. Who, who has the measles? Well, not nobody on this show, thank Ho- God. Hopefully. We've Go got COVID in the news. Um, what do you hear what they're tinkering with in China? Uh, we'll get to that this morning. Nikki's going to be a no show. It's an election year. Time to tinker with something. That's right. We're going to have COVID and measles. Yep. Time for the mail in ballots. Uh, Nikki Haley, no show in New Hampshire when it comes to debating. If Trump's not there, I'm not going to be there. And by the way, you know, Ron DeSantis said famously once. Florida is where woke goes to die. Apparently woke went to die in Iowa. <laughs> because many people are saying, dude, it is over. Well, Shut it down. He had, nobody knew this, and I'll play the, the clips coming up at 745. He had a town hall in New Hampshire last night with CNN. 
<laughs> over CNN. With CNN again. Okay. He loves doing these town halls with CNN. He does. He does. Unbelievable. He does. Maybe he's the Trojan horse. Who knew? Everybody's calling on him to drop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I right. mean, at, at this point, does it matter? He's got no path. Exactly. He's going to be third in New Hampshire. Let he's going to be third in South Carolina. He's just going to blow through money. Yep. Just send T- it back down to Florida. Go go hang out on Bruno's dock. Tick off his constituents in Florida. Yep. All right. We got a lot of good things to get to today. Also, the Babylon Bee is receiving a ton of heat, <laughs> even though they are a parody account yeah. meant to tick people off with mm. ridiculous headlines. And it's... And it's <laughs> I won't give away the whole story, but it's 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 conservatives that are up in arms. I know. Too. I'm going to have to rip some people today. Yeah. But we'll get to that in due time. Let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. 6.05, round number one. The Great Dawn Stensler. And good morning. 14 degrees, and that's not even the wind chill. We'll talk about the forecast and when we may see a warm-up and when we may actually see more snow in the forecast. We are sponsored this morning by an important sponsor because if your tires don't have a certain tread right now, <laughs> uh, like me, because I need, I, I should have gone to Piazza and got, seriously, uh, if you don't have good tires, you're taking somebody else's car yeah, this much. morning or right. you're taking Uber or whatever. Mm-hmm. Walk to work. Yep. We are sponsored by United Tire this morning. So make sure you check your tires and make sure you're safe. So, uh, there's so much happening this morning. Uh, the city of Philadelphia, yes, confirming that additional case of measles late last night, bringing the total number of confirmed cases to nine, putting out urgent warnings, please, as the health department says, this is unprecedented that we've seen this many cases locally. So uh, the health department says eight of those cases in Philadelphia, one in Camden County, South Jersey, then we know as well there were exposures, dozens of exposures in Montgomery County and Delaware County. And so ultimately this is could this is so highly contagious, spread so fast, they want to shut this down, especially for babies, because this can be deadly for babies. Let's talk about the dangerous weather, and that's really the word this morning that the cold is is dangerous cold. So I know homeless shelters, um, they've issued all these different code blue alerts to say we need to get folks, homeless folks, inside the shelters, but also to make sure that your car has enough gas. All these warnings going out. If you run out of gas and nobody's there, it's that cold with the wind chill factor, obviously below zero. So we're talking about that this morning. Blustery conditions in the Philadelphia region also impacting air travel in and out of the airport. Planes lined up last night waiting to be de-iced at Philadelphia International Airport. So I know there were more than 100 flights that were delayed yesterday, this morning. Uh, actually, nearly 300 total delays in and out of PHL. 137 cancellations just yesterday. And this morning, we've got many more cancellations and delays. So you want to check. If you're flying out, you want to check with that. And so why is it that we're learning that this morning when the roads are icy, there are still still many restrictions as far as travel restrictions at 45 miles an hour on many highways. But why is it right now that all lanes of the Roosevelt Boulevard are shut down? Not because of ice and snow. There is a SWAT 
situation. All lanes of the boulevard shut down because of all of this police action. This is in northeast Philadelphia. Breaking news story that all lanes are shut down. It just happened within less than an hour right near Borbeck Avenue and Bradford Street after police say a man was firing a gun from a moving vehicle. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this morning, a major roadway shut down, not because of all the ice and snow. They did a good job of clearing all the roads and, and you know, salting. This is a shooting. Great. shut down the road. Maybe we should get the plow trucks back out and then just bowl over this bozo. How about that? Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sorry if you're, you know, unfortunately... Um, residents are being asked and commuters being asked, just avoid that area. So you have all kinds of police apparatus, larger vehicles, SWAT moving in. So this guy's driving uh, around in a yes. vehicle while shooting? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I tell you, the, the heat, this guy must really want Nick Sariani fired for this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. There's other ways to go about this. Uh, so at this point, the, the report that, that I have is that they've got the suspect cornered and he's in a, He's now in a parked car on Borbeck Ave, and uh, SWAT has surrounded that vehicle. So it looks like they've got the guy surrounded, but a lot of SWAT action. So Boulevard shut down, major traffic delays in and around that area. I know that we're going to talk a lot about uh, on to New Hampshire with Iowa, the Iowa caucus in the rearview mirror. But I did want to point out that for the very first time, and technically this is a local story, because it all began in Wilmington, Delaware, uh, Department of Justice for the first time acknowledging the legitimacy of Hunter Biden's infamous laptop data. And this is in a new court filing just yesterday. So DOJ prosecutors, uh, this comes in response to Biden's request to have his federal firearms charges dismissed. So there's a lot swirling with that situation. So putting that on your radar. And again, it all began in that little computer store in Wilmington, Delaware. Any of us who tried to chat about it online and social media back, you know when, uh-huh. uh, we were all shut down. Russian disinformation. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. It was the Russians. It was the Russians. When That's... in doubt, it's always Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Well, our news this morning, we are sponsored this morning by United Tire. And I will bring you the forecast today because, unfortunately, temperatures are actually dropping. Not not uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we get up to 36. But today, the high, just 26 degrees. It will never feel like that. And so we remain encased in ice. So if you're like Greg, if you're unlike Greg Stocker and you did not shovel out yesterday and you thought, oh, it's going to melt a little bit. Not so much. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you what, this has been a pesky little um a little dusting that we've had. What did we have in this area? Roughly two to three inches, and it's just, you know, got slushy, turned to ice. This is, this is, I can live with what we got if, you know, the next day it's 38, 42 degrees and it just melts yeah. away. But this lingering, lingering black ice and well, everything refreezing is annoying. Well, I'm seeing that a lot of the schools are still on a two-hour delay this morning. Oh, jeez. Yes. So the the other issue is, remember yesterday when I said that it was it was weird? I just made a comment. Isn't that strange that the courts were all shut down yesterday? No criminal court, civil court, nothing. The city hall, everything was shut down. But the Philadelphia public schools were still open on a regular schedule. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of pushback. A lot of parents are, are livid over that. Not to mention the teachers' union. Everybody's pretty much uh, 
furious over who made that call. Uh-huh. And then, yes, we have many uh, Philadelphia schools, two-hour delay. Most suburban schools, two-hour delay. I would say that's not enough. Usually on a day like this, they'll excuse you if you're late. Yeah. You know, if you're beyond two hours, because it's, it's tough going out there. Right. So that's going on. Well, I tell you what, the first time we get some snow in 790 days or whatever, now all of a sudden we got to take all these extra precautions. It paralyzes the city. That's it unbelievable. It, for, for two or three inches of snow. Now I get it. It was, you know, it was ice and it was yeah. cold and, you know, the timing of it kind of stunk because it, 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 you know, a lot of it happened during the morning rush. But like, good God, I, you know, what are we doing? I, I usually, We're getting more on Friday. I know. I, I usually get up at 420. Yesterday, I got up at 4 o'clock. I got here the same time I normally do. It took me 20 minutes extra time. That's not that big of a deal. And, you know, I get I have a truck or whatever. But, like, I, I didn't have any issues getting in here yesterday. Yeah. You just had to be, you know, just be a little cautious. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but it's a pe- you're all high. It depends. It, it, the weird part of that is that you're further out. I'm in the city. Yeah. You're out in Montgomery County and Bluebell area. Yep. So, remember what we talked about. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the city, I think it t- probably took me longer to get in yesterday than it did for you. Yeah. And yet, mile-wise, as a crow flies, as they say, I'm closer in. Yeah, that's true. And that's because, man, I'm sorry, but my, I mean, Montgomery County just does a better job of all that snow removal. Yeah. They were out 24-7. They should have tax dollars. Yeah. Well, look at Market Street right yeah. here. Major, We talked it about it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will say it was a one-two punch because we had the snow... Then we had that rain, yeah, and and then we had an extreme freeze that continues. Yep. So it's kind of that crust. I, I just want one more thing, real quick here. Seventy um, Sixers part owner David Edelman. I don't know if you saw this. He's now offering a reward to catch the person who drew that big swastika on the Holocaust Memorial. This is the Horwitz Wasserman Holocaust Memorial Plaza in Philadelphia, and it was vandalized on Sunday. And so now, you know, they're they're trying to put out this this reward this reward here Good. to say, hey, folks, we gotta you know catch this bozo. Mm-hmm. I believe they're looking at all the surveillance images. Yeah, they've got to have some sort of footage. And so there are some rewards coming out. We'll talk about that moving forward. But we are sponsored by United Tire. Check your tires. Good time to do it. Resolve to take care of your car this year at United Tire. From new tires, oil changes, state inspections. Pretty much everything in between. Let United Tire help you get your new year in gear. Visit your locally owned United Tire or just visit UnitedTire.com. This is Kale & Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 6.15 Wednesday morning as we get ready for a midweek Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, the big take this morning, code red for the orange man. For closing in on a decade, we have read seen and even heard the levels to which the establishment will go to end the Trump era of American politics. The Steele dossier, the Russia collusion hoax, impeachments, indictments, even attempts to remove him from the ballot. Democrats, the media, and even the deep state doing almost everything under the sun to eradicate the outsider from returning to the swamp. And we have seen the extent that they are willing to go in the sheer joy on their faces and the excitement in their voices Even on a day like January 6th, remember Nancy Pelosi said, quote, I've been waiting for this day, and she wanted to punch him out. She's got to punch him out. They never thought that he would beat Hillary Clinton. He received 74 million votes in 2020, 
and could very well receive more than $74 million in 2024. And these are all major increases from 2016. And he's the favorite, according to some, to win against Joe Biden in 2024. It even pains top U.S. pollsters, such as Frank Luntz. Listen and watch this prediction from Frank and the agony on his face over the weekend. If you had to bet $150,000 on who's going to win in November, who would you bet on? I never dreamed that I would say this, but I would bet on Trump. I never. I thought he was done. I thought it was over. You don't come back from an impeachment. You don't come back from January 6th. You don't come back from any of this. But he's come back. The guy's a survivor. And his opponent is having so much trouble that I would, at this point, give the edge to Trump. You know, every time it looks like he's done, Trump pops back up like Hulk Hogan in a bad 1980s WWF wrestling match. So what's next in the left's attempt to shut him down permanently? NBC News with a wild headline over the weekend that reads as follows. Quote, a network of public interest groups and lawmakers nervous about former President Trump's potential return to power is quietly devising plans to foil any effort on his part to pressure the U.S. military to carry out his political agenda, end quote. Are Democrats trying to undermine the Constitution? Are they saying the quiet part out loud? Is this a coup? NBC is basically saying they fear that Trump will use the military in dictator-type ways if reelected. All because of the dictator-for-a-day comment made, tongue-in-cheek, to Sean Hannity. But that's the desperation level of the Democrats. One soundbite, out of context, to further spread the fear of Trump. And here's a portion of what NBC News was reporting. Donald Trump is sparking fears among those who understand the inner workings of the Pentagon that he would convert the nonpartisan U.S. military into the muscular arm of his political agenda as he makes comments about dictatorship and devalues the checks and balances that underpin the nation's two-century-old democracy. It's funny how we talk about democracy when we look at what the Biden DOJ is doing to Trump, but I digress. Back to the NBC column. A circle of appointees independent of Trump's political operation steered him away from ideas that would have pushed the limits of presidential power in his last term. That according to books they've written and testimony given to Congress. Most were gone by the end. In a new term, many former officials worry that Trump would instead surround himself with loyalists unwilling to say no. Now bracing for Trump's potential return, a loose-knit network of public interest groups and lawmakers is quietly devising plans to try to foil any efforts to expand presidential power, which could include pressuring the military to cater to his political needs. Those taking part in the effort told NBC News they are studying Trump's past actions and his 2024 policy positions, so they will be ready in November if he wins. That involves preparing to take legal action and send letters to Trump appointees spelling out the consequences that they would face if they undermine constitutional norms. 
Trump has raised fresh questions about his intentions, if he regains power, by putting forward a legal theory that a president would be free to do nearly anything with impunity, including assassinate political rivals, so long as Congress can't muster the votes to impeach him and throw him out of office. Now, that's the end of the NBC column right there. But under Trump, we had peace. We had prosperity. We had no wars. The only wars waged were by the swamp and the media and the Democrats in the direction of Trump because he took a massive flamethrower to the establishment from day one. But do you really think that Trump would assassinate political rivals? Stop. I don't. But what about vice versa? Would the left ever attempt to take out Trump? Nobody wants to discuss it. Rightfully so. But we've all thought about that possibility happening one day, right? Admit it. You have. You've thought about it. Tucker Carlson had this to say on a past interview in the fall. Listen and watch this clip. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times, and every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment, now you go to indictment, and none of them work, what's next? I mean, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously, and no one will say that, but I I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. I don't believe that the government would kill Trump. It would be far too obvious at this point. And there would be no way to spin it. Even the most ardent Trump haters and detractors would realize what happened. But Vivek Ramaswamy, who we'll talk about coming up in a few minutes, feels otherwise. Quote, last time it was a man-made pandemic and big tech election interference. Now the same billionaires funding the lawsuits against Trump are the ones trying to prop up Nikki Haley, he asserted. The same mainstream media blasting Trump is lavishing praise on Nikki Haley. They want to narrow this to a two-horse race between Trump and Haley, eliminate Trump one way or the other, and trot their puppet into the White House. That was Vivek Ramaswamy on the campaign trail, and Ramaswamy's ominous claim that the establishment will get to Trump one way or another, which seemingly entertained the idea that he might be assassinated, was challenged by a voter, according to the Iowa Dispatch's John McCormick, a few days ago in Iowa. But I'll wrap by saying this. I don't believe Trump would ever assassinate anybody. I also don't believe Trump would be killed by the feds. But just remember, everything they said that would happen under Trump has already been happening under Biden. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, Big Take this morning brought to you by Best Work Industries for the Blind. They are changing lives, a nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill. Best Work Industries for the Blind provides training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. For employment opportunities or to donate, go to bestworkindustries.org. Coming up next, Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy together on stage. We'll get to some thoughts and reaction from that. As we continue, it's a Wednesday morning. Kale and Company, Nick, Don, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Real Philly fans, oh, sports fans, I know you love the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It's the only online casino and sportsbook app I ever recommend. 24-7 live casino action. So much fun. 
especially on a cold day like this. Download the Bet Parks app right now, and all your favorite casino games are right at your fingertips. Plus, you can bet on the pro football playoffs and all your favorite sports. Odds, bet slots, games right in your pocket. The casino comes to wherever you are. Play the hottest online slots, or you can play blackjack, roulette, Texas Hold'em with a live dealer right on your phone. Get winning on the Bet Parks app. It's so simple. If I can use it, anybody can use it. New users, join me right now. Just download the app. Get up to $1,000 in casino bucks back if you're not a winner in the first 24 hours. Details on the Bet Parks app or at betparks.com. P-A-R-X, new users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. You must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together. Uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative, it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. It's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. That is how it sounded last night in New Hampshire. As Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy taking the stage together in the second state, the Granite State, as we continue on. Kale and Company, welcome back in. Good to have you in on this Wednesday morning. Nick Dawn and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, we'll play Vivek here in just a moment. So this was kind of interesting last night, and I was at the point we I got finished, you know, preparing for the show. It was like six thirty. I'm like, all right, I'm done watching news television for the day. I'm gonna zone out, watch the Big Bang Theory or something. And I'm flipping through the channels right at seven o'clock, looking for something to watch. And I went through like the news channels, and I came across Fox. And I thought that Laura Ingram was like playing something from Trump that we had already discussed a day ago or something like that. And I realized it was live. And it was Trump in New Hampshire. And then he brought Vivek Ramaswamy up to the stage. Uh, and here is what Vivek had to say. And then let's talk about this, both what Trump had to say and Vivek. But let's hear from uh, the young whippersnapper, Mr. Ramaswamy, on the stage with Donald Trump in New Hampshire. Let's do this, guys. It's good to see you. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here, patriots across the state. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That's what we need in this country. All right, so that was a little bit of Vivek. We know that Vivek loves to hear Vivek speak. He actually went on for about an eight-minute speech there. But some thoughts and reaction to that. Number one, we came back in from the break with Trump. I thought Trump came off very warm. He came off very welcoming. And I thought, you know, when I'm hearing and watching that, 
it almost sounded like he was truly trying to, and who knows, to, the next time he speaks, he could be in, in a completely different mindset, but he was trying to be the uniter that Joe claimed that he was and that he was going to be, but clearly isn't. And I would say, moving forward, not that Donald Trump will ever value my opinion, that moving forward, that approach of trying to unite people, even though it could be a total wasted effort, is likely his best course of strategy. Because if you think about this, we're going to have probably the most narrow, razor-thin margin of an election that maybe any of us will ever see in our lifetimes. I mean, it's a distinct possibility. And this election could be decided by four, five, or six states, swing states. And honestly, if you do the math, and you go back to look at 2020, this could come down to, in a nation of 340 million, and I don't know how many registered voters there are in America or how many people are technically eligible to vote in this country, but this could come down to four or five states and 150,000 votes. In a nation of 340 million people. Less. I mean, if you yeah. think Maybe about even it, less. In, fi- in, in 2020, I think it was 46,000 okay. in three states. And in t- 2016, it was like 75,000 in three states. So. I mean, how wild is that? Yeah. In, in a country, the, the size that, that this country is, with mm-hmm. the amount of people that we have, that's how close this thing will be. Um, and then I thought with Vivek, you know, if Trump is going to be softer and more uniting, Vivek could be Trump's flamethrower in some sort of role. You know, he's got that younger outsider. Yeah. He's the he's like, you know, a mini. Everybody said, well, DeSantis is a mini me. You know, Vivek could be that guy uh, for the guy that doesn't need to throw the fastball every single time he gets up on stage anymore. And then lastly, I would say, is there any doubt? And I think Trump went on to say that Vivek is going to be with us for a very long time. Uh, I don't think that means VP by any stretch. But I think you can take it to the bank that he's got a spot in the cabinet somewhere. Chief of staff or something? Chief of staff. I mean... I don't know. Uh, he definitely he, teased it. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean, it would certainly be something more important than White House press secretary. But could you imagine him being the White House press secretary every day? The way he goes after and crushes mainstream media? I mean, could you imagine him sitting up there and being the 1,000% opposite of Corrine Jean-Pierre? I mean, he'll probably have a more important role than that. Not that White House press secretary is not an important role because you got to put spin on things. But, Don, I'm not sure if you saw that last night, but I, I really thought, and I only watched it for about 10 or 12 minutes, and then I got out. I heard what I needed to hear. I thought it was really good on both sides, both for Trump and for Vivek. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought, I'm not surprised. And I knew Kathy Burnett, because she was on my show, and then she said, I'm getting on a plane and so she didn't she didn't want to say where she was going. But I think that uh, they all you know, this was something that was planned. The one thing that I will say that stri- strikes me about this is that New Hampshire has like like the rest of the country, but they have been struck uh, with many of these um, fentanyl deaths and the addiction problem. They've really dealt with that. Remember when Vivek was here in Philadelphia, he held all of those town halls. I know he was with, I think, Smirconish on CNN for one big town hall. Um, I was with him um, at the Union League of Philadelphia, and they had that big town hall. And they were really not like a political rally. They, they were parents of you know young people and people of all ages, who had, but mostly young men who had died of some kind of drug overdose, but especially fentanyl. So that is, I didn't realize in, in New Hampshire, as I'm looking through this, 
that is one of those issues that strikes a chord with people in New Hampshire. And that that's something where Vivek has been holding these town halls ac- across the country. Mm-hmm. And so if he's there in New Hampshire reaching out to young people and that sort of thing, maybe that's a different to your point about that sliver of people mm-hmm. who are who are a little bit undecided or independent. Yep. Does Vivek reach in and reach somebody different than Trump would have? And also because in New Hampshire, the Democrats are in there trying to get others, you know, to Democrats to flip over mm-hmm. and and vote for and and meddle essentially with trying to get Nikki Haley in there rather than DeSantis. Right. Does how does this play into it with Vivek now in the picture? Yeah. Is he is he on the trail for tr- working for the Trump campaign? Th- this this election and you mentioned the number of what 46,000 or whatever it is. I mean, you you know you have Trump 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 has his base. The, his base is going yes. nowhere. So independents are going to determine this thing. Uh, maybe a you know a moderate Democrat that realized Biden is awful and is just going to vote Trump for the fact of you know a good economy, or maybe somebody that was you know a Trump person in sixteen that was not Trump in twenty that goes back to Trump in twenty four. But you cannot leave any stone unturned in the race for 270 electoral votes with a margin so small, whether it is females, whether it's the black vote. And you mentioned Vivek and being young. Vivek has this energy. And oh, by the way, too, and I think we all agree with this. The Democrats use social media better than Republicans do. They have a bigger footprint there. They've taken over on TikTok. Uh, Vivek has embraced TikTok. One thing that we said over these last two or three months is that Nikki Haley didn't gain traction online, but she was doing relatively well in polls. Vivek wasn't polling great, but man, was he a monster on social media. You want Vivek Ramaswamy and his social media presence and the youth and the energy and what he brings to the party that the party is lacking. And I think that can't go underestimated in this ever-evolving world of media and the way we consume information and content. Vivek Ramaswamy is is very modernized in that regard, in that facet. You, I don't think you can... Under, if this is going to come down to 46,000 votes... You're going to need every single one of them. And I know we've been talking about VPs and different females from, you know, Tulsi Gabbard to Nikki Haley to Sarah Huckabee Sanders to Carrie Lake and every other female under the sun that we have mentioned on this show in the last month. I, you know, I'm, I've also been seeing people talk about Ben Carson's name being thrown out there. So, um, you know, Vivek probably won't be the VP, even though he would check a box. But man, you want that guy in your camp because this guy's got juice. He can talk for days, and I do think he resonates because, you know, we also gave you that story a while back that younger men, high school boys, 18 to 22, are skewing more and more conservative. I, I don't speak to many 18 to 22-year-old boys in my in my daily life, but I would think that those that are skewing conservative probably look at Vivek Ramaswamy as a guy that they kind of relate to. You know, he's, what, 38 years old He's got all sorts of, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, piss and vinegar to his step. Um, I, I think he resonates with that younger demo that Republicans need to uh, not only, you know, campaign towards, but appeal to. So I thought that was pretty interesting last night. I, I disagree. Well, I think that he is. What do you disagree with? I think that I think that Vivek is good with 
for Trump. I don't know if he gets him anything that that Trump doesn't already have. Yeah, Trump but he needs got three to... points in Iowa. Okay, who but... were those individuals? Because they didn't go for any of the three of uh, any of the other choices of DeSantis, Haley, or Trump. So who was Vivek able to tap into? You know what I mean? And I mean, think about that, Greg. How did he get even three points if if those well, he individuals? Got se- he got 7.7% of the vote. Correct. But yep. you know what I mean? Of the Iowa caucus I'm oh, talking about. Gotcha, gotcha. So would Trump get 20? And and so um, even that even that small percentage matters because then Trump would have had a third. And and so yeah, but you're talking about Iowa. I I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is is that if Trump is going to win this election, he needs to reach people that he doesn't ne- reach right now. And okay. Vivek reaches those people that he's reaching already. Well, he, lot- but how did he get? How did he get a you know a significant? It wasn't one percent. It was nearly eight percent of that vote. How did who did Vivek tap into that didn't go for Trump, didn't go for Haley, didn't go for DeSantis? So what did he what did he tap into? Obviously, those were some folks who said, you know, he's he's somebody who I mean, think about that significance of Iowa. Those individuals knew that Vivek yeah, was not, not going to win. I was not the rest of the country. I know. But but <laughs> like it's, he, so if it's he not needs, obviously it's he, not. He needs but, to take he needs to tap into people. Uh, so which, tapped, that so can win him a general vote, election. But he so tapped community? into a younger vote. He tapped into, he was visiting churches. He was visiting homeless shelters. He was visiting families. And I'm telling you, that's what I was trying to say earlier. He's he's holding these town halls. How? He's holding these town halls, speaking with people who, and, and really reaching into their hearts, speaking about, for example, how to solve quality of life issues such as the fentanyl tr- crisis, the drug crisis, that sort of thing, in cities like Philadelphia. You don't see Trump going into Kensington, right? Yeah. But here here was Vivek Ramaswamy in the city of Philadelphia and and talking to people, having the conversation, listening. He's very good at it. So if Vivek doesn't tap into what Trump needs, are you saying that he Trump needs to find somebody that taps into either the female uh, demographic or the African American demographic. To, he needs to find somebody who taps into to the the people on the fence in a general election that wouldn't necessarily vote for him. And Vivek doesn't do that. What What would you say is more important for Trump right now from a VP standpoint? And I know we've talked about we don't elect people based on who their VP is. Is it more important to have an African American like Ben Carson? Or a female, like any of the females that we have mentioned, whether it's Nikki Haley, uh, Sarah Huckabee I Sanders, hate, Tulsi Gabbard. I, I understand why you're doing this. I just hate playing this game right. because then then you're saying that you're going to get the African-American vote or get more of it because black people only vote for black people. Or you're right. going to get more of the woman vote because women only vote for women. That, I, I hate playing that game. Well, but, I don't think Ben Carson gets you the black vote, to be completely honest. Of course he does. No, yeah, I, I, I mean, Ben Carson seen, doesn't really get you anything. Right. Sorry. We, we've seen the polling numbers where Joe has lost twenty four percent of the black vote. He's yeah. gone from eighty seven percent to sixty three percent. So if that is true, I and there are there's going to be a sizable difference of black voters voting Trump this time around. Then I would say it's more important to make your female your VP a female. 
Peter M on the YouTube chat says Vivek is brown. He brings that. That is just I, I hate that. Like you're playing you're playing the identity politics game. Yep. And, and it's just like it's it's demeaning to the people of that race or whatever but, that say they only vote for people who, right. who look like that. And I get what you're saying, but this time around, I here's the difference. And, and this might sound partisan. Yeah. Um. But I I think if you listen to these people, the substance outweighs the left. You have Kamala Harris identity politics. You go on down the left. All of these incompetent people that yeah. are awful at their job. Nobody the, thinks Vivek is incompetent. Nobody thinks Nikki Haley's a stooge or a buffoon. Uh, everybody that's either female or minority on the GOP side of things, and maybe I'm coming off as a GOP fanboy, and that's fine. If you want to label me that, that's fine. But these people actually seem really qualified for the, what they're doing. The problem is that Vivek is very, very smart, and he's very well... Why is that a problem? Well, <laughs> Can I please finish? Thank you. Uh, it, it is... He's very smart. He's very articulate. And he he speaks the Trump MAGA message well. Yeah. Trump doesn't need help with that. Trump speaks the MAGA message well himself. Well, that's what I said. He's got the base already. He needs somebody who talks outside of that, who who gets something that he he it's like a, you know, you need somebody who uh who who excels at something that you lack in. He doesn't lack in verbal skills. He doesn't lack in getting his message across. Vivek, that's his that's his skill. But that's that that was my point as far as Vivek when he's not on that stage last night where he was talking about patriots and we didn't play the whole speech. But when he if he's going to work for the Trump campaign, my point to you is he was very different from what you saw just that clip you played mm -hmm. when he's holding these town halls and when he's campaigning. And such that many of the people who come to these different town halls or, or Vivek is speaking to on different issues and reaching different people than Trump won. That was my original point that he was, in other words, talking to different people and listening to different people who, for example, are impacted greatly by the, the opioid addictions. That's a huge issue in New Hampshire. Look at it. Look at the numbers. And so that's a different community necessarily than Trump was looking at. And what Vivek brings is that he's also another business person. He brings youth. He brings energy. He just turned 38, what, a couple months ago? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I do think he does, he brings something different. To Greg's point, that clip, yeah, was a, was just a, hey, we're patriots, but it was also, hey, we're unified. I'm, a, I'm team Trump. That, that was, he needed to say that then. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, does he need to be on the stage saying that? To Greg's point, no. Right. But if he's actually out in New Hampshire doing what he did here in Philadelphia, that's a different crowd than Trump. Right. That, that was my original point. 855-839-1210 to climb in. Coming up next, the Babylon Bee receives major backlash after a joke about Vivek Ramaswamy doesn't land for some. We're back after this. Kale and Company Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. You know that I love the Piazza family, uh, love everything, all the all the vehicles now for my son, Michael. I actually took Michael's car, his Honda Civic, into, into work today um, because I left the minivan, my Honda minivan for him. My other son, Jonathan, my stepson, he went to Piazza, got a great vehicle, loves it. It was a pre-owned vehicle. And now... 
There's news for Piazza. So excited to announce that the Piazza family is very excited to welcome the two newest members to their family of dealerships, Infinity Ardmore and Maserati of the Mainline, both located on Lancaster Avenue. So you will receive the very same first-class customer experience that you've come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. Find your newer certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, so much more. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Always tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Cutchy in less than one hour. Tony Bruno at 8.30. Uh, I got to rip conservatives. I got to rip Republicans. Uh-oh. I got to rip everybody that all of a sudden got in their feelings over a stinking parody account yesterday. Uh, I actually saw this in the evening around dinner time, and I didn't even think, and I, I just, I kind of laughed at it. I, I didn't even read the story. I just saw the headline in the picture and giggled, um, and we, we figured we would talk about this now because we're just coming off of Vivek being in New Hampshire with Donald Trump. So the Babylon Bee is obviously a conservative-based parody humor joke uh, Twitter feed. But um, they put out a headline yesterday with the picture that says, Trump promises Vivek an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the picture of Vivek in the green 7-Eleven polo <laughs> with the, seven, uh, the, the red number 7, and there's a backdrop of it looks like a massive 7-Eleven that would be positioned um, you know, and built inside the White House. And the amount of people... That, and this was not just your typical snowflake woke person that's offended by everything under the sun. These were people that follow the Babylon Bee. These are people that said, I love your content. You guys are hilarious, but this is out of line. This is over the top. This is not funny. I can't believe I have to say this to the conservatives out there that have become the group that are not offended by comedy not offended by jokes that can separate reality from fiction that you need to just relax. It is a stinking parody account. It is no different than Saturday Night Live when Saturday Night Live actually had raunchy humor when they weren't afraid of their own shadows. And it's like, go. this is what I always say. You check your outrage at the door when you show up at the comedy club, right? You can't go to a comedy club and remotely be possibly offended by a joke because it's a joke. <laughs> it's not real life. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the outrage from people that know the Babylon Bee is a parody account. <laughs> Yet here we are last night, and this got 34,000 likes, 6.1 million views, over 3,200 retweets. And, of course, the usual suspects. MSNBC host Mehdi Hassan says, um, Never quite sure what's worse about this right-wing wannabe onion site, that it's just unfunny or that it's openly bigoted. And then, of course, Bloomberg columnist Matthew Iglesias tweeted, Racist, yes, but I also think outdated. So I guess the joke that the Babylon Bee is making here is like 90s humor, which... 
I don't know, the 90s were kind of a fun time and kind of some funny stuff back then. I, I had no problem with it, but I, I'm, I'm surprised that conservatives are in their feelings about this. I, I, I looked at it and I was like, ooh, you know, but I, part of me looks at that and I think, in a way, what that says is that this guy is so successful they can make fun of him. Yes. Much like you can make fun of an Irish guy mm-hmm. or an Italian guy. Right. Because that guy is, it, 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 it's a, I, and I'm not articulating this as, as well as I should, but in other words, if you've arrived, if you're so smart and you're so successful, then they can make fun of you. Mm-hmm. If they're tiptoeing around you, that's a problem. It's much like in, let's say, in television, you know, they say, like, if you're doing something and you make such a mistake that people feel sorry for you, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Right. As as an on-air talent. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just that it shows how strong they think he is that right. they can now take a jab at him. Yeah. I can see Dave Chappelle making a joke like this yeah. on one of his Netflix specials about Vivek. And, and you know, there's going to be people triggered by it, but of course... That's the point of it. It's comedy. It's jokes. It's supposed to walk up to the line and sometimes cross the line, but it's not reality. (laughs) 855-839-1210, the number. All right, coming up next, Donald Trump does have Nikki Haley in her crosshairs. Wait till you see and hear what he put out on Truth Social, as well as ABC News calling off the New Hampshire GOP primary debate. Only one man was going to show up. And you can't debate yourself. It's Kale and Company. We're back after this with Hour 2. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.